What shall we look at today? This is Michael. Michael. Hey, Jen. Um, so in the assignment from Friday, there was a quote in there uh, uh, from Mr. Rogers that uh, what is uh-huh. human is mentionable, and if it's mentionable, it's more manageable. Um, yep. And I just, I just love that. Um, it just, I just, it just touches me so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just that notion that if it's human, it's mentionable, and when it's mentionable, it's more manageable, and that's just so touching to really take that in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, what I'm noticing right now is um, sensations that conditioning would label fear or anxiety, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's great just to see those um, yeah. as sensations. And it's funny because it's, it's only when I said it aloud that I realized, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing here. And we are, <laughs> we are looking at the label that comes after the sensations. Yeah, there it is. We mention it, and it's more manageable. So even <laughs> just right now, right, even just right now, saying that, you know, there are these sensations that, you know, are being interpreted as fear and anxiety. And then even just saying that makes you really take it in. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, realizing those are sensations. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, it's, uh, it's like, um, it's like uh, conditioning um, is trying to keep me um, afraid. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to live there anymore. Um, yes. And um, I've been adequate to uh, life so far. And, um, and I see also this story when um, part of, it seems like part of karma or old karma for me is like when the story is there, the part of the story is that it's always been this way, the suffering, yeah. and it's always going to be this way. So I think mm-hmm. I talked about this recently, um, that it, it, it tries to take the suffering in the moment and, you know, produce despair by projecting it way out in the future and way into the past. Um, mm-hmm. And what I know is that the only suffering to end is the suffering in this moment. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, God, it's so true. So when that old karma cycles around, one of the ways it really makes itself believable is to put itself way into the future, way into the past. It's always been like this. It's always going to be like this. And so wanting to keep you in that place of fear and just, and at the same time, it sounds like there's knowing, I don't want to live there anymore. I do not want to live there anymore. And that the only suffering to end is the suffering in this moment. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I remember something that a guide said uh, perhaps even recently, that, um, you know, I don't need to worry, you know, if something's going to work out or not work out. Because if, you know, I can't remember how it was phrased. Um, If it's not going to work, it's not going to work. So (laughs) what is there to be? I don't have to worry about it happening because it won't work. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, it's just very um, relaxing to me to realize that – the worry is not helpful. The worry is not going to mm-hmm. change anything. Um, yeah. If I want to have my best shot in this life, then 
Mm-hmm. Um, indulging fear and worry is not going to help that. In fact, it's going to um, <laughs> cause problems. And so yeah. my best opportunity is to be here and to see what's here and to bring as much um, kindness and compassion to everyone and everything. Yeah, God, it's so true, Michael. Because that piece that you said a few minutes ago of you've always been adequate to everything, right? And so really realizing as something like this cycles through again, you know, uh, my best shot is to just be here with it, to just be here with it, to realize that indulging that fear, indulging the worry is not going to help anything. And so to just be here and practice with it, that's my best shot. Yes. And um, it's, uh, it seems like the next place I get to is that, um, you know, amazingly gratitude that the, um, conditioning is still there because there's something for me to see there or life is training me or I'm being trained um, to be here and to drop that. And this is the mechanism by which um, that happens. Um, What what do we call that? Where we get, uh, you know, shaped or or like sculpted by life or the Mm -hmm. the water Mm -hmm. wears down the rock. Uh, We have some way of talking Mm -hmm. about it. I can't remember right Mm -hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Well, all those images, yeah, just that place of being worn away. So when when you experience something like this that, and really, really practice with it and look at it in a way that you're talking about, you do get to a place of gratitude with it because you realize, okay, I'm, I'm actually grateful that the conditioning's there because there's still something to see here. I'm being worked on. You know, it's water over the rocks. It's, you know, rocks in the tumbler. It's being worn away, and this is the process of it being worn away. Yeah, and um, it's very um, everything. It's magical and uh, mysterious and um, humbling and um, exciting. And, um, yeah, it's great. It is great. It's it's so many things all at one time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, I can see now conditioning is scrambling to... uh, find something to say um, to, uh, I don't know, continue the conversation or make me look good. or It's like a, it's like a uh, grasping to find mm-hmm. the answer so that I can hold on to it yeah. and be safe and yeah. not have to practice it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. And to be able to see that in the moment. So that process of seeing conditioned mind, how to grasp to keep the conversation going or to look good or to say something, to basically find the thing that's going to, I forget exactly how you said it, but to change it so I won't have to practice with it. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Help, very helpful. Thanks, Michael. This is Phil. Hey, Phil. Hi. Uh, I think my conversation might be connected in a little bit. You know, what I've been looking at Oh, for years and years, of course, is this piece of conditioning that um, wants, needs, has to fix what's broken or what's uh-huh. wrong, you know. A piece of conditioning that wants you to fix what's broken, what's wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so it, um, so what I've seen is that, um, it just it the part I've seen is that it just it it takes 
over, it can take over everything. I mean, it's not just, uh, oh, so this is broken, I need to fix it, or I need to get it fixed. It mm-hmm. would, It's like, um, so this is wrong, I have to make it right. This is, you know, these people have all these problems, I have to help them fix their problems. It, you know, it's it's like it's just pervasive if I'm really looking at um you, you know and and just about everything how I'm feeling oh you you know so it's part of that the fixing it certainly is part of the um you know something wrong obviously because something's wrong mm-hmm. because it needs fixing right <laughs> exactly right so it's completely obvious something's wrong it needs fixing and it sounds like if I'm tracking what you're saying it's like that kind of that globalizing thing that Michael was pointing out so it takes that something's wrong need to fix it and it's just seeing that everywhere oh this is wrong and these people and this thing and got to fix that and yeah that's the way it looks at things exactly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is interesting because um, you know, particularly in what we're with, we're practicing with, because um, number one, there's nothing wrong, so nothing needs to be fixed, and um, and there's you know, I don't know what comes next. That what's interesting well, to me don't really need anything next, do you? <laughs> that kind no. of speaks to it all. <laughs> oh wait, it just looks it's like, like there's so... right? Yeah. We're that? given this box, we're told we have to get in the box, and that's our problem. And But to realize the entire thing is an illusion, we're just in that realization, we're freed from it. Oh, wait, there is nothing wrong. So there's nothing to fix. Exactly. And the, the nice thing is that um, as I'm, because I, yeah, there's a lot of that in my, my work situation, you know, where uh, there's all these, a lot of people there, and they have problems. And so... They, um, you know, want to talk about their problems, and they probably, I would, I project, they want me to do something about it. But what mm-hmm. I'm seeing over and over again now, with that and with my own, um, you know, stuff that goes on in inside of me about fixing, uh, mm-hmm. is that um, they're. Let's see. It's got to get it wind back a little bit. Um, so what I see. Oh, so what I'm watching as I'm hearing all this, I can feel the urge to want to solve the problem or want to fix it. But what I see is one of two things: if life drops something in that might be a help to the situation, then you know I'll say that. But what I'm feeling is that when that urge to just come up with an answer to fix something, um, I don't have to go with it anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's big, isn't it? And that those are two really different processes, right? So, yes, maybe you're going along and, you know, you talked about your work life. There's a lot that goes on there that plugs into this process. And that when there's just life just drops something in that might end up being, you know, helpful of assistance, whatever, just going with that, which is really a different process than believing there's something to fix and I now need to fix it and figuring out what that is and trying to do that. And Right. And the, yes, exactly. Because when I go along that fix-it track, it um, 
escalates. It's interesting. I've watched it escalate into urgency, you know. Not only does it need fixing, it's got to get fixed right away or solved right away, (laughs) you know, like in now. (laughs) It's just a lot of stuff can't be, uh, nothing can, you know, nothing can change at this. You know what I mean? It's like. I can't fix the politics. Can't fi- it, you know? It right. can't fix lots of things. So right. the the urgency is just a. Uh-huh. It's a, you can just see how it's just a way to keep us from um, from being happy, peaceful, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that urgency is only there to keep us from that place of being able to just be happy, peaceful, and that, as you said a few minutes ago, the realization. It sounds like as you're practicing with this, that I don't have to go with that. I don't have to respond to the thing that's saying, okay, I need to do whatever to fix this. Yeah, and it starts out so benign, doesn't it? It's just like, oh, Mm. this will be helpful, or this needs to be fixed, you know, or I can be helpful. Uh, uh, And um, and it just can escalate out of the, you know, to be so big. It's just very interesting to see. And what I've really been enjoying with our the practice of, you know, putting attention on awareness is that's exactly where none of this, it can't, conditioning can't go on because it doesn't, it kind of dissolves, you know. Because it can't get started down that track, right? So, yeah, it will throw in all those hooks to try to get us, keep introducing whatever conversation. Oh, wouldn't this be, as you said, completely benign, right? Oh, maybe Mm -hmm. this or maybe that. And that's fine. It can do that because if attention stays on awareness, it can never, it doesn't have the attention it needs to get that momentum started to take us, to take you down that track. Yes, yes. And, yeah, so the more we practice, you know, with our attention on awareness and the more um, <laughs> we're there to nip it in the bud, and that's the, that's the good part. Like that you said, it doesn't part. have to go even start out down the track, yeah. Yeah, and that isn't that, I mean, that is the, the, in my experience, the simplest place to practice with it because once mm-hmm. it's picked up our attention and started to get some momentum, it's much more tricky. It's much more difficult oh, to yeah. reel it back in because then all those problems seem real. Right, I really exactly. do have to. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, yeah, because it makes everything uh, real then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so uh, it is, it's, it's harder to really like catching a you know a big giant fish and trying to reel it in and step out instead of the just the little baby fish <laughs> that's exactly. you know, that of course that we can then we don't just want release to back really. into the wild we <laughs> let it go its own way <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so anyhow that's that's kind of what's been i've been just enjoying seeing so much yeah um, Oh, that's that's really true. And, and if we can stay in that place, that relationship with it, of enjoying seeing it, enjoying seeing it, instead of being in a kind of battle trying to fix it, as you say, it's not that it's a problem. We just get to enjoy seeing it. Tension yes, and that's one, to me that's one of the perks of practice because we can have fun and, and be joyful just in that place of seeing it rather than, you know, having to have it go away or fixed or whatever it is it wants us to think we have to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The process is the outcome. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks, Phil. Mm -hmm. This is Jodine. Jodine. 
Good morning. Good morning. Uh, great to be with um, Sangha in this mm. um, in this space. I mm-hmm. um, I have had uh, um, I guess uh, knowledge that this group like like went on for some time, and I haven't. Um, I haven't been able to show up because conditioning was uh, getting in control of my practice and that's kind of what I'm looking at is how conditioning gets in control of practice for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that where we do a show of hands, Jodine? Anyone else ever have that experience where conditioning tries to take control of your practice? Yeah. Right. So you've known that this group is out there but realize yeah. that you've been prevented and then here you are this morning. Yes, and I love the the image you just um, conjured up of a little minnow. Like you can just let it go back into the wild. Yeah, off it goes, swimming its own way. I don't need to (laughs) be in relationship with it. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, and it's great that uh, I mean what I what I'm seeing around that you know you know who who is actually controlling my practice. Or what is going on with practice? Um, <clears throat> what uh, what Michael brought up today was relevant. Like, um, you know, if if it can get control of a chunk of my practice for a while, mm-hmm. then there's this um, there's this like reference to to that habit or something. Like, well, we don't you know we don't do the Sunday group. Uh, yeah, 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 uh-huh. We just don't do that. So then it doesn't get questioned, right? So it just gets control of that chunk of your practice, and then that just becomes the habit. No, we don't, we don't do Sunday group. It's not part of our routine. Right, and it's, it's, so, um, it's so silly in a way that that could actually, mm-hmm. you know, control what I do. But as I was, you know, as I was sitting this morning, I was like, kind of like, Okay, why am I here? <laughs> and the reason I'm here is that just somebody stood up and said, um, "We're going to do something different today." Don't you love it? Just there it was. Just stood up and said, "We're going to do something different today." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, that place of of kind of as you said, just sort of realizing being on the call and, and seeing, hmm, how did that happen? Right, and it really is a how. The way that it happened, the how that it happened, is that someone stood up and said, "We're going to do something different today." Yes, and that's how I that's how I recognized that what had been going on was this inertia, you know, of what we were doing. Like I didn't really, I couldn't really say why I'm not doing Sunday group. You know, it's just. It took. It took. It's not what we do. Right, but yeah. I. But I. It took like doing something different yeah. for me to kind of look back and say, "Oh, I wasn't doing this because I was referencing this, this story." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't doing this because I was referencing this story, and what you're pointing at, Jodine, is so. Um, you know, we talk in practice about why change is such an ally for us, because it mirrors things for us that were hidden in plain sight, right? You you could have an artic Yeah, go ahead. No, that that's it. The hid, it was it was hidden in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. And by doing that different thing this morning, it popped up. You suddenly were able to see that. Oh, my goodness, that's a way that it's taking control of a piece of my practice. Yes, yes. Um, and there's one other um, aspect, a recent thing, that I just love, which is that um, I have trouble uh, sitting in the way that, um, that, that we sit, quote-unquote, our method, <laughs> Um, because of physical disabilities that I have and um, one kind of manifestation that where conditioning has grabbed onto that is that um, when I'm at home I typically um, don't sit for a long period I might sit for like 15 minutes instead of 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and so I realized that conditioning had me in this um, box of, you know, your problem is you can't sit for 30 minutes, and so you can't, um, you can't do practice offerings that involve sitting for 30 minutes. Hmm. And, and, and again, it sounds like that box is invisible to you for a while. You, you can't, no, you can't do things that involve sitting for 30 minutes, and that just goes assumed, unquestioned. Yes, yes, pretty much. Um, <laughs> And um, and then there was a call on open air um, a couple weeks ago um, where somebody was talking about dealing with chronic pain and and having modified her sitting practice to be sometimes a laying down practice. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, um, conditioning went berserk. Uh-huh. hearing that like uh-huh. you can't do that that's not part of it that's not allowed you know it's whole litany of like basically like all the ways that it was going to prevent me from making it work uh-huh uh-huh so it felt like conditioning was coming at you with this whole litany of ways that it won't work where, you know, you getting to have a formal meditation practice won't work. Yes, yes. And, the, and I just love it that, um, that, I mean, I was looking at that anyway. For, I mean, I had certainly seen what, some of what was going on, but it was, you know, it was the Sangha experience of somebody calling in and say, like, yeah. I had to do this and I had to do that and I did this and I'm still yeah. sitting yeah, yeah. Yes, that Sangha experience of, again, as things that were hidden in plain sight that we weren't really seeing get mirrored back for us. And it's such a good process, isn't it, Jodine? Because these are the sorts of things, you know, we each have whatever content in our lives to work with that require us to show up and to look so deeply in that way, right? So you've got these physical things that go on with you and that has an impact on meditation and what it feels like you're able to do and what you're told you're not able to do and what you're told you can do and, you know, all those things. And then as practitioners, we get to really look at all of that, you know, see what we see about it. And then exactly as someone did, you're talking about that you got to hear on open air, call in, talk to the guide about it, and get some guidance. Okay, so here's what I've seen so far. Where's the next place to look? And we get to really explore things in depth in that way. Yeah, yeah. I just I feel so grateful for Sangha and for the, um, all the ways 
know, that we can still connect. Yeah. Because um, I was just thinking about, like, going to meditation group in Mountain View years and years ago mm. and how, you know, just how that whole model has expanded to include, like, you know, sangha all over the world now. Yeah, truly. Isn't it because that person yeah. who touched me so much was calling from Australia. Yeah, I know. It's so good. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I'm very happy to let this little minnow go back to the wild. <laughs> very good. Thanks, Jodine. Thank you. Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. How's the sound? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. It's not breaking up, but it's a little bit soft. Oh, hold on. Let me see if I can change that. That's already a little better, actually. Oh, good. I just adjusted it. Okay, great. So um, I um, uh, saw something about uh, some in this sort of time in my practice. It feels like where I'm hearing things that I had heard my first year of practice in a totally new way. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I had another one of those. (laughs) <laughs> yesterday and and it was around making agreements and so um you know how we say you know you're going to sit you sit for nine ten minutes you don't sit for 90 you don't sit for 11 because you're practicing mm-hmm. you know making agreements and keeping them and um and the way i had heard that and had it had kind of carried through is all of these years is is that we're learning to we can to trust ourselves, which is true. Mm-hmm. That's you know that's very true. And mm-hmm. what I saw is that this whole it is all uh, all designed to help us stay out of the conversation in the head. But that mm-hmm. that's what the agreements are. Mm-hmm. They're to help us stay out of the conversation in the head, or rather. And, and it maybe not rather, but also to recognize when we do go to those conversations in yeah. the head. So I'm yeah. sitting for nine yeah. minutes, not ten. How did that happen? How did yeah. that happen? So as you say, there is that piece of, of learning to trust ourselves, and there's also the piece that it sounds like you're really taking in now of, oh, that structure of keeping agreements, sitting for ten minutes, not nine, not eleven, is there to assist me to not have to go to the conversation in conditioned mind and to highlight when I have and what I have to see how that happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how that expands beyond things like sitting meditation or what I do for myself or whatever. So the example that I saw yesterday was around um, a working, working meditation and so, you know, as you well know, but I'll say that what we do on, on work days is we all, you know, say what we're going to, to be working on that work period. We, in, a, in essence, make an agreement with what we're, about what we're going to be doing. And that, you know, and everybody's clear, and then we go off and do our, do our tasks. And so I finished my task early, and so I could see how I was like, well, I could do this, or I could do that, or I could do... And it was going up to conditioned mind for this um, idea, you know, for an idea. 
And it mm-hmm. seems so innocuous. And in fact, mm-hmm. even not only innocuous, even uh, virtuous, because see how, what I'm going to be doing now? I'm going to be contributing even more because, you know, uh-huh. and missing that key element uh-huh. that the agreement had been this, and now that that's done, the, 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 uh-huh. the, the, the point would be now yeah. look to life, or in monastic tra- training, it's the structure, the guide, whatever, you know, that uh-huh. is like that, not to condition mind for what's going to come next. And I had never seen that, so that agreement as the yeah. thing that assists, you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, I think so. So let me, yeah, yeah, let me see, catch up, see if I'm tracking. So that having that very clear structure in place was the thing that highlighted for you, this is a conditioned process. And it didn't seem like that before because, okay, I mean, I I did the agreed thing. You know, I finished it. Mm -hmm. So now Mm -hmm. I'm going to look to see, okay, and it could seem like, oh, you know, as you said, it could seem like a virtuous thing. Now I'm going to get more done and be more of a contribution. And, you know, I know the things that are on the list, and let me just look to see. But because the structure is so clear, the structure is there, it highlighted for you, oh, this is a conditioned process. That's what's happening here. And the structure allowed that to be kind of, um, I don't know, put, brought into relief, if you will. Seen. Yes, exactly. Seen and recognized for what it is. Recognized mm. for what it really is. <laughs> recognized for what it really is. That's crucial, isn't it? <laughs> it's the only way we can be free of it. I mean, my gosh, I used to get, paid, I used to get raises for, for going to that process, you know, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I remember yeah. out in the world, you know, working for a nonprofit, having an idea, finding out a way to, taking the initiative to get it funded, and boy, people would love, they, they love that, you know, but... It, yeah, it, it can really it bring compassion for ourselves, huh? I used to get raises doing this. <laughs> so not <laughs> only was it not mirrored, but it was encouraged and rewarded. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that, oh, you're, and, you know, that is such a good point. It engenders compassion and, and such great um, gratitude for, uh, let's see how to say it, great gratitude for choosing to end suffering, and you know, um, because boy, to have to have, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it. Just great gratitude for making the choice to not go to 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 want to see that, and to yeah. I don't know if it's even a choice or if it's just a good karma, the great good fortune that we talked about, you know. Right. Right. At any rate, whatever it is, gratitude for that, for whether it's having made the choice or that, you know, I happen to have a karma for this, whatever it is, to be, to put yourself in a position where that's what you get to do. You get to see the things that get in the way of that. You get to make the choice for having the support, the structure that will mirror for you the places that you actually don't want to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I can so see that uh, nipping it in the bud is a very helpful thing. And mm-hmm. sometimes when it is the big fish that you have to wrestle with, that can be the m- even more memorable. You know? <laughs> kind of, uh, Completely. <laughs> kind of, wow, I went there too, Rebecca. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, when we were when we were having that conversation, I had the same thing drop in because that's I mean that is beautiful and that's great when you see the little tiny thing and you can let it go immediately. Great, you know, mm-hmm. but that's not always how it happens. <laughs> so to cultivate the skill to realize, actually, it it may not feel like it, but we can drop it at any point, no matter how big yeah. it's gotten. Yeah, and really, both are adventures, right? I mean, Completely. both are yeah. such grand adventures when yeah. you can see it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly. I just, as you were saying, I had the image of, you know, there's the fish now pulling my boat, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> through the water, <laughs> like hanging on the side of it. and <laughs> yeah. So all of it, all adventure. of it is an adventure. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. This is Ashwini. Ashwini. So I am was working with a piece of guidance around um, not uh, not accepting something as ego, not revealing something as ego. Mm-hmm. Not accepting, not revealing something as ego. A piece of guidance that you received. Working with that piece of guidance that you received. Yeah. And so there's a tremendous, you know, it's a, in, in places where one has let go, one knows that experience. And here mm-hmm. it felt like, no, this is true for me, right? And so mm-hmm. there is an unwillingness to submit to the structure, to surrender to the guidance, which is the, which is the transcendence, right? It's what we do all yeah. the time in practice where uh, there's a, the structure holds and mm-hmm. you watch, uh, you watch the, the fish fight the structure, right? It's yeah. a Herculean battle. Is the, mm-hmm. is the fish going to win or is the structure going to win? And there's, a, there's mm-hmm. that dissolving, that letting go, that submission, that surrender, that mm-hmm. uh, is the transformation because th- there's an acceptance that this is not what I am and this is what I have to let go of. Yeah. And so, yeah. go ahead, sorry. I'm with you. I'm with you, yeah. And so the, the piece I was looking at is uh, that notion where someone else's conditioning, tri- someone else triggers my conditioning, and, and I have to take responsibility for that. Right. Right, because I'm the one triggered, regardless of the other person. And if my, my, uh, my choice is to and see through everything that causes me to suffer, then I have yeah. to take responsibility for that. Uh-huh. All right. So in an interaction, <laughs> sorry, in an interaction with another person, just that place of that your conditioning gets triggered in that interaction and realizing, okay, this I, me taking complete responsibility in this situation is taking full responsibility for the conditioning that gets triggered in me in the course of this interaction. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at the mechanism of the blame, right? If the other person was X, Y, Z, then it yeah. wouldn't happen to me, right? Yeah. And that's really yeah. the, the mechanism by which so much separation and suffering is caused and that it, it sort of reinforces, it reinforces that circumstances, circumstances can, if the conditions are appropriate, then happiness yeah. is guaranteed. Not yeah. the other way around, right? Happiness is guaranteed regardless of the circumstances. 
And so the, yeah. the insight that I had is, you know, we often talk about projection. So it was, it was, a, it was looking at projections and mm. that it, the mind is always projecting itself, like conditioned mind is always projecting itself. Mm. And the screen it projects on is the other person. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Right. So, so if the mind is, uh, wants, wants whatever it wants, I mean, the, the conditioned mind is a maintenance system, right? And so we know all of the qualities of the mind. And, and so I blame the person because the, I'm looking through conditioned mind and the mind is projecting itself. And so that disidentification is, being able to step back and see that the reason for the, for the suffering is the mind, not the person. It's just that the person happens to be the convenient screen on which the mind is projected. Well, it's so big. It's so big. You can see why we call people in our lives bodhisattvas. So there you are, right? You're in this situation. And it feels so real that if they would just not be such and such way, then I wouldn't get triggered in this way. But then in working with it, really bringing projection into the puzzle and realizing, okay, that quote other person is simply the screen upon which conditioned mind is projecting itself. So then it feels like, quote, that person is the issue because that's their conditioning. They're just a, a convenient screen for the conditioning to project itself onto. So that's why it feels so real that that person is the issue. But, but in using that image, it sounds like realizing the actual suffering, of course, when we follow that projection back, is conditioned mind. That's right. That, the, the, the cause is conditioned mind. It's not the person. And then what, what, what we've been talking about in the earlier conversations about how the the suffering seems the same, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the person is, but the yeah. suffering just repeats itself, right? It's the same yeah. set of thoughts. It's, I mean, the the qualities of fear uh, are the same. The qualities, yeah. uh, the, the emotional uh, composition of the mind is the same. The thoughts are the same. The karma is yeah. the same. I find myself doing the same thing over and over and over again regardless of the circumstances and regardless of the person, because the mind doesn't change. The mind is always project. I mean, there's no reason for it to be different because it's not different. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, and so that really, you know, eliminates that piece of the... Of the, of the responsibility that somehow or the other, I need to make it different. That's also within the conditioned process because if I step back and realize that it's always the mind projecting and part of the mechanism of that is because I'm seeing through it, I can't see it as the cause, then uh, I would assume that because from within it, it's all supposed to somehow be different and fixable yeah. and changeable and the trajectory can be altered and the experience can be altered, that when I step back, I accept the fact that it's going to be what it is all the time. It's not yeah. going to change. Yeah. And I mean, really everything. Relaxing. It is. Did you say relaxing? Yes. Yes, it's completely relaxing. So, yeah, again, just to catch up with you. So, it's so helpful I project in my experience to realize, oh my goodness, okay, yeah, the characters change, 
you know, it used to be this person announced this person or that situation announced this situation, but to catch on to, it's always the same. It's the same conversation. It's the same sensations of, of fear. It's the same process with different content plugged in. And once we really get that, then that really potentially is incredibly relaxing because what we realize when that's happening is, okay, right, then I'm just looking through that same conditioned process and that same conditioned process is going to tell me that this is a process, as you say, like what we were talking about earlier in the call, that this is a problem that it needs to be fixed. But to realize that's also being seen through that same process and none of that is true. And it will be the same in the past and in the future because the mind doesn't change, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah. When we come in with a karma, we've got our conditioning, the personality, the egocentricity develops, and all of the qualities just repeat itself endlessly till you, yeah. till you catch on to that process, yeah. right? And yeah. so then in the awareness is the choice. So once, mm. once the, the familiarity, it starts to, the, it, it's the, the very same, the word, this will never change or, it's, it's never going to be different or whatever those thoughts are that, become, that come into awareness brings the awareness to, okay, the projector is working right now. And I'm, I'm seeing what the projector is projecting on the screen so I can step back from that. And then if the attention goes to here, I'm just walking and, and uh, you know, you notice, from one angle that there's a little snail that has been passed because it, there's a silver path and its little body is gliding around and there's a flash of red because there's a blackbird and the blackbird is attacking a huge crow. And, you know, the, 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 there's, a, there's a rosebud blooming that I've never seen before and the light on these leaves is so different. There is no way if you're here paying attention that sameness mm. is ever my experience. Mm. There's no projection involved in experience. Mm. So then that, that line of, oh, my God, this will never change, becomes the cue to realize, oh, the projector is running here. And then if I'm following what you're saying, essentially what you then just bring that's that's a brilliant opportunity to realize that redirect attention and then there you see the snail you see the rosebud blooming you see the light on the essentially you're back here in the present moment where nothing is ever the same it's always different it's always changing well and then it going back to the the uh the inability to surrender to the structure right because conditioning makes it about the content this is true for me i can't give it up but then when we, when we realize that we, we, if we step out of that projection, the only thing we're surrendering is the mind, not the content of what is true for me. The only thing we're surrendering is the mind and not the content of what is true for me. Which is what the mind is resisting. It being surrendered. That's right. Not whatever it is that could be true or could not be. I mean, like everything is true, right. right? There's no need. Yeah. There doesn't need to be a debate about <laughs> this and that yeah. or this or that or this is, this is true and that's not true or you're wrong and I'm right or whatever it is. That, and uh, that's sort of what happens. It, it yes, dissolves, it right? The, yeah. One finds oneself being able to surrender because yeah. I'm not identified with the projection 
that doesn't yeah. want to be doesn't want to vanish. It's maintaining yeah. itself, and yeah. so that yeah. movement uh, it's a it's an interesting process because it's so it, one can't talk about it uh, in any way other than something dissolves. Right, the yeah. the barrier to love dissolves, and I dissolve in love, and I yeah. have everything. I don't yeah. have to maintain it in opposition. Yep. 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 Yeah. Boy, I'm not even going to try to reflect all of that word for word, but that's what you were saying is so brilliant because because essentially, no wonder it talks to us in the content because that's going to be very convoluted and I'm going to have to, well, is that true or is that not true? And, what, and to realize, well, first of all, it's all true, so that's completely irrelevant. We don't have to have that conversation. But then to realize that when you come back to just being here, it's dissolved, that we don't have to be in that process of parsing out what the projector is trying to uh, make us believe is real to feel that way. We can just come back here, and it's resolved yes, in I'm, that. Yes, I'm happy to. I'm happy to surrender the mind because that's truly what I've wanted so long as I'm not identified with it, right? And so the trick is to be, the trick is to know that. Yes, it is the trick. Yep. The trick is to be in the middle of all of that and to have that realization, to have that experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and, and, you know, Jen, what drops in is then I'm not responsible for ending suffering mm-hmm. that is perpetuating itself all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only, I'm, I'm, I'm only, I only ever have to choose to redirect the attention. Yeah, and I don't that? know, it doesn't make... It doesn't make, I don't know why that's important to say, but somehow or the other, the pressure gets lifted because within the story, yeah. I have to yeah. solve for yes. the person I am that's per- perpetuating this thing that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm just perpetuating this thing because I still believe it is what can end suffering. Right. I need to end suffering, but that gets surrendered in this process that you're describing. It's not that I need to end suffering. I'm, the, the attention gets redirected back here. It reminds me of that quote. I forget exactly what it is, but essentially it's not that suffering ends. It's that which suffers, dissolves, right? That, so it's exactly. not that I'm – yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. Suffering ends. I don't end suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Simply because what is maintaining itself no longer does. Yeah. Yeah. What is maintaining itself no longer does. Yeah. And you said that earlier when you were talking about, you know, when it talks about the content, this, and, you know, but this feels real for me, that that's where it's maintaining itself. And then we, we take our in opposition, right, and we withdraw our attention from that it can't maintain itself without us giving our attention to it. Right. Yeah. 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 And that relaxation. Mm. Yes. That comes from yeah, that, that I, I, surrender. I did, yes, I feel it myself as I talk about it, right? Shoulders yeah. relax. And, yeah, okay, well. And, it's a, and because it's so, it, it's so crystal in terms of what it involves, it can be practiced. Mm. So yes. that's the that's the the insight application, right? I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Now I can. Now what I've seen is something that can be can can through practice be something that's available 
as a movement of attention. Yes. In awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I've had, now that you've had the experience, it's something that can be practiced. A movement that can be available in awareness. You can practice with it. It's you know, and it's really been a theme this morning. So when things do cycle around, especially the really big ones, when we've had an experience like you're describing, okay, there's there's that gratitude that people have talked about of okay, well this is my chance to practice with this one now. That same process that I know is available. You know, maybe in the beginning of it, it doesn't at all feel available, but I know on some level, I don't forget that it's available and I practice with it, I practice with it, I practice with it, and at some moment there's that surrender that you're describing. That will happen with it. It always does. Yes. Thank you, Jen. Thanks, Ashwini. Sherry Huber here. Sherry. So, um, can't, can't, can't help myself with that. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, with that conversation, that just so, well, and all the conversations this morning, that just so clearly lay out what practice is, mm-hmm. we can get to a place of saying, yeah, but, I mean, isn't that going to be a lot? <laughs> you know? Um, aren't, there, aren't there about a kajillion minnows? So even if mm-hmm. I could catch them all as minnows, aren't I just going to spend the rest of my life catching minnows? And turning them minnow, 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 minnow. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. And and being in relationship now with minnows, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But just to underline that we have the secret to the whole thing. We don't have to know anything. We don't have to understand anything. We don't have to figure anything out. We don't need to put anything together. It mm-hmm. is as simple as attention is in the head. Get it out. It doesn't matter what it's doing in there. We are not required to understand that I, I, I get this process going because, you know, when I was six, my mother, or because I, I've always been, or it must be my karma too, or I'm the kind of person who, nope, nope. We don't have to do any of that. Now, there may be, if if I keep stumbling over the same thing, I keep stumbling over it, stumbling over it, stumbling over it, stumbling over it, still, my best shot at seeing through it is never to go with it into the inside of my head. Because if I stay here in this moment, with the body, with the breath, where my feet are, that creates the opening that is required for the insight that is going to end that process. So so I know it can sound in in our practice like like that's what we're doing, like it's some kind of psychological figure everything Mm -hmm. out. And then, and of course, as I've been talking to people a lot about lately, what that translates into is, and then, finally, I'll be the right person. Because I'm not the right personality person or the right cultural person or the right society mm-hmm. person. I'm the right spiritual person. So, you know, it just doesn't get any better than that. No, 
nope, nope, <laughs> we're not doing that. Now, as we go along, yes, people get fascinated by um, all of this kind of stuff that we talk about. It, it's, it's really true. And at a certain point, when you realize, oh, yeah, I know what that is, it's way past time to drop it. Mm. it when, mm. you know, that it's always been that way or, oh, God, I've seen mm-hmm. this a million times or whatever, we really are not required to see it again. Mm. Whatever it is, yep. it doesn't matter if it presents itself as fear or anxiety or dread mm. or depression or illness mm. or whatever it is, <laughs> right? Mm. If I have seen this enough that I go, oh, that, I can mm. drop it safely. Mm. Yeah. And that piece that you said that it's so, you know, it, it could be pain as you li- as we listen to a conversation like this, conditioned mind gets all like, oh my God, you know, a million things and blah, blah, blah. But it's as simple as everything you're describing is realizing that the attention is in the head, get it out of there. Because coming exactly back here right. with attention exactly right. on awareness, that's where the insight is going to be. That's where, you know. That's right. That's right. And if you don't have a snail or a blackbird or... Uh, something around to, to uh, there's always something. There yeah. is always something present to get the attention on, and that's all we're going for. Out of the head, out of conditioned mind, into presence. That's it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. It speaks to everything that we don't get in. We don't need to get into the detailed nuance. Yep. Out yep. of conditioned mind, out of the head, into the present. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yep. People will, might think, well, no, they were, I was going to make a little joke. People will think we're uh, lobotomized, but no, because it's all the way back to what Phil was talking about, right? I'm in that situation. Okay, well, what do I need to do? You know, I'm a goner, right? But as she said, sometimes it just drops in. Oh, well, pick that up and put it there, okay? But as soon as I go into, oh, uh, well, uh, okay, boom. Drop it. And if uh, the intelligence gives a solution to whatever is going on, great. It's very likely the person doesn't need a solution, doesn't even want a solution, just wants to be able to talk about whatever is going on with them and be heard. Good. We can do that in presence. Really easy. <laughs> exactly. M- much easier than we can do it when we're in conditioned mind we can, trying to figure out how to help them. Can, <laughs> yeah, or then we can solve their problems. <laughs> yeah. Truly. Yeah. Here, let me add to your problems by helping you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Jan. Thanks, Sherry. This is Jan. Jan. I just wanted to express all tremendous gratitude for all the conversations, but just uh, what Sherry just described, the simplicity of it, is just what is so appreciated to keep coming back to it's just the basis of our practice and I what it took me to as she was you know giving that description is what what went on in in meditation this morning going Mm. off in the head off in the head coming back it's so simple but the fight (laughs) the fight is big can be big but Just knowing that, having faith in that, uh, that the head is not the answer. In fact, it's the big problem. Um, It's just so tremendously helpful. 
It is. And that, and that process, that's it, right? We just, oh, tension is gone, we come back. Tension is gone, we come back. Tension is gone, we come back. And as we start to get really good at that, then, as you say, the next layer is then that becomes, oh, it's a problem. My tension has gone off again. Oh, nope, that's not a problem either. Come back, come back, come back. It's just the simplicity of realizing the attention's in the head, bring it back out. Yeah, and also just, um, well, the tremendous gratitude for what we've been practicing in the year long is mm. taking that that we do as we sit. I mean, we all know this, but just I'm appreciating it more from the conversation this morning, taking it into life or bringing life into it <laughs> um, mm. where, yeah, I can I can recognize it as I'm listening to someone, as I'm in a conversation, I rec- I'm be- <laughs> I begin to recognize more readily when that movement to the head versus mm-hmm. just being in the body, in the bre- just when that happens and just yep. how much better can it get? I mean, it's, it's yeah. all practice and it, mm-hmm. we just, we stay with it, but just the clarity is just, uh, it's getting greater and I'm so appreciative. Yeah. Yes, as we continue to practice with it over time, the clarity does get greater, truly. And that we, we see all the ways that, in this case, as you say, you're in conversation with someone else, with a person, and you watch all the ways that the conditioned mind is attempting to bring the attention up into the head. And that it sounds like each time you realize one of those, you're practicing exactly what Sherry was just talking about, which is not figuring out why, now why is it doing that and how, but just simply recognizing it and then bringing the attention back to awareness, back to presence. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And I guess part of the appreciation is being asked to do that. There's something about just um, the guidance is there. Oh, okay, yeah, this is important. Uh, (laughs) um, And we're not doing it alone. And that is huge. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Jan. And thank you, everyone.